Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. Here we are back for another week of Southern culture. That's right. I feel ill-qualified to tackle today's topic since I was kicked out of the cornbread competition through the 4-H club for using Jiffy Mix. That's right. 4-H is not going to have it. It needs to be more homemade than that. But alas, all things can be made new, right? So That's this right. this is going to be my redeeming moment um, for cornbread. Let's and do it. All things Southern culture as it relates to cornbread. So, um, yeah, we think we've probably got almost a whole episode of cornbread. It's so funny. When we talked about doing this subject, I was like, we're probably going to need more to talk about than just cornbread. But I think we've got a lot to tackle We just went through a few things before we hit record that we wanted to make sure to mention. And um, we got a whole episode here. This is a complex little carbohydrate we've got on our hands. (laughs) That's the truth. Well, I started out uh, in thinking through doing some research for this podcast. There's a lovely woman in our church, Suzanne Stroud. Yes. Whose cornbread um, is renowned. It is. And so I thought, well, I would love to get time with her, and I would love to know how she does her cornbread. There so you I'm go. just going to reach out and ask. Two and so birds I did. with one stone. What a delightful you know, just hour, hour and a half we had together. Yeah. And I, it got me thinking even about just the beauty that's been lost of us not doing stuff like that. Very Getting often together anymore with somebody to for their cooking or their crafting. Yes. Or, yes. Yeah. Because, you know, this is just a, a lovely woman full of wisdom. Um, and it was just a great time. And it got me thinking, gosh, I should do this more with her, for one thing, because, you know, you learn and just enjoy one another. While the cornbread was baking, we were able to talk about, you know, catch up on some life things and even ended up praying together. Wow. Um, And it was just a sweet time. Yeah. So So you know her, the tricks of the trade now, though. Are you going to share? Well, I am going to share. Good. Um, Yeah. And we do a couple of things a little different. Okay. And it's fun to even see that, right? Yeah. So, should I just start Go. with... Okay. What does she do? She has a massive cast iron skillet, bigger oh, than any one that I have. Really? Very deep okay. and large. Yeah. In fact, I don't know what size it is. Okay. Maybe 18 inches. I mean, okay. it's a big skillet. Okay. 
to the point that she was saying usually she flips the skillet over after the cornbread's done and just, you know, the whole round loaf pops out. Yeah. And this one is so, so heavy, heavy that she's not able to do that. So she just cuts it in the okay. skillet. Okay. But um, the one of the first things that, and this is very important in making good cornbread, is you heat that skillet oil. Yes. Up. So she just was using a vegetable oil, I believe. Okay. Um, you know, and got the oil in the skillet and got it really hot. Okay. A lot of Southerners would say use bacon drippings. Yes, you can do Instead that. Of your vegetable that's oil. What, that's what our great grandmother did. Yeah. Was, you know, used the bacon drippings or lard if she didn't have yes. bacon drippings. Yes. Um, so, yeah, getting that nice and hot and you're mixing your batter yep. while you're getting that skillet and oil hot. Then you pour your batter into that hot oil, and that's what causes that great, gorgeous crunch on the outside. Yes. Because that batter is so just hot. Yep. so hot yep. that it's yep. bubbling up yeah. and getting all the edges brown. Yes. Um, but one of the first things we have to just mention in cornbread making is there is a great say. divide. Yeah. Yeah. There <laughs> sugar is. or no sugar? <laughs> Suzanne yeah. says no sugar. Okay. Um, the recipes that I typically have made have some sugar. Have sugar. Yeah. So, yeah. I just, that's going to be probably the most prominent theme of today is sugar or no sugar. Yeah. yeah. It's truly a great divide. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, her recipe, one, one other thing I want to mention that she said was she used a cornmeal mix in this okay. cornbread, but she said her preference is she has a grain grinder. Wow. Where she likes to have just corn. She grinds her, grinds own, her own grain. Corn. Oh my gosh. Which got me thinking. I know you and I sometimes differ on recipes we make. Oh yeah. Because you have to go simple with having a kid and I've always a dog had to though, and, just based on my sort of preference. Okay. Yeah. But is it not almost a given? Like if there's the fresher and the um a little bit more labor intensive that a recipe is often the more flavor. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. So I'm yeah. not saying you have to do that in every single thing, but right. think about your coffee. Yeah. If you, you just might ground it up, ground it every morning. Exactly. But if you do, yeah. I mean, come I on. It makes that. a difference. So I've never had cornbread that was made just from the fresh. I would love to try that. Yeah. Um, but that's how she prefers to do it is okay. just corn with no flour in there. Okay. So isn't that interesting too? Cause Very it's cool. going to be a lot more coarse. Yeah. I yeah. would imagine. Yeah. Which I think is more like what I've heard of as corn pone. Oh, okay. Now it's my understanding, you know, recipes are funny these days because <laughs> you have these like words and descriptions of words and then they break the rules. Yeah. Like now everybody's breaking every rule. Yeah. So I had read many places say corn pone means no eggs or milk. Okay. In it. Okay. But then I would find a corn pone recipe that had milk. And so I'm like, wait a That's, minute. Yeah. So if you really do hold on to it, because maybe you're lactose intolerant or you try and go dairy free. <laughs> then you go to a place and their corn pone yeah, has milk in it. Yeah, not cool. I don't know. But I think that corn pone typically was more coarse. True corn flavor. Okay. Not Makes as sense. fluffy. And yes. Milky. Not cake-like. Yeah. 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 Um, 
Gosh, I have so much. Uh, one other thing I was thinking about as I was reading different things on cornbread is, you know, the Native Americans really seemed to use corn a lot. Yes, they did. And there's questions on where cornbread came from. Yeah. But there's a lot of Native American usage of corn right. that they think like we probably they were got already doing something exactly. like that. Yes. Some version of yes. cornbread. Yeah, yeah. Um, so true. Anything you want to say at this point? Well, um, I typically don't make cornbread at home. My husband does, but we would just use it from a mix. Okay. Um, I love trying re- different restaurants mm-hmm. cornbread, though, because you do see such a, such variety. a variety. And I don't even, it, you're, it's not even going to be listed on the menu. As to what's in it. You so you're know. not going to know until you order it if it's going to be a sweet or a more dry, if it's going to be a muffin or a wedge, you know, yeah, a yeah. squid. Like you just sometimes it'll tell you, but most of the time, if it it's going to be more resemblant to like a hoe cake that we'll talk yeah. about later, you, yeah. You just so I think just starting out, if we've got listeners that are like, I don't make cornbread at home. Well, next time you're in a restaurant. Try it and try it again at another restaurant because you're going to see all different Such a variety flavors and you may like some and you may not. But well, I would say almost any kind of cornbread is going to be made in something cast iron. Yes, be that if it's on the yeah stovetop to cake or if it's in the oven in a pan. Yeah, um, but that is just so key to it get that oil. It is and the just the right consistency yeah. here. Cornbread. Yeah. There even is um, cast iron in addition to skillets, which makes a lovely loaf that you can cut in wedges. Or, like you said, some people do muffins. Yeah. Or some. Have you ever seen those cast iron pans that look like corn cobs? Do people put that's corn usually cornbread for in there? cornbread? I didn't know that. I've seen those. That's typically for cornbread. Okay. And so it has that cute corn shape. That's shake, fun. And I think that's so adorable. I don't have Next one of those. Next level. I think it's so cute. Well, you found an article, right? Fabulous that, article that was good, and you're going to have to share the link with me so I can put it in our show notes. Yeah, because honestly, I don't even know where to stop in reading the article. I was going to read a little. What's it called? But what it's was so the article good. called? So the. The article is from the Charlotte Observer in North Carolina. Um, And then I thought this was interesting. I read the article on my iPad and thought it was so good. And then when I went back to look at it, I realized that months after it was written, it was actually the author is Kathleen Purvis. And she won the first place Thomas Wolfe Award for Outstanding Writing given by the North Carolina Associated Press for this story. Nice. And it also was named Best Feature by the North Carolina Press Association. So legitimately, this is a really, this is good, a really article. good article. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to start yeah. kind of reading it, and then I'll, I'll What's stop it at called? Some What's point. the article called? Um, Do you have a that's title? That's a great question. I don't have the title okay. right here. Well, I'll have it in the Sorry, show notes. But it'll be in the show notes. So if you stop by Lawan's Soul Food Restaurant in South Charlotte for collards and macaroni and cheese, there's something important on your plate. It's a small cornbread muffin, soft and tender, almost cake-like, mm. with a bit of chewiness to the crust and a flavor that's just a little sweet. Now, drive over to Loopy's Cafe on Monroe Road, and you'll get a big square of cornbread, three inches across, mm-hmm. white with a yellow tinge, firm, almost coarse, with a crisp top. Yep. Sweet, question mark? 
Not a bit. It's defiantly not sweet. Mm-hmm. Lawan's corn muffin and Loopy's cornbread are humble things, but they represent something deeper, the dividing line between black Southerners and white ones. As examples of one of the defining staples of Southern food, they also are a marker of food history that speaks volumes about origins and identity, about family and what we hold dear. It also raises a question. So many Southern food traditions are shared by both races. Most Southerners, black and white, revere fried chicken, pursue Mm -hmm. pork barbecue, Uh and exalt their grandmother's garden vegetables. So why is there such a fundamental difference between two styles of one basic bread? Culinary historians have debated this one for years. Did the descendants of slave cooks who were exposed to British baking styles come to value cornbread that was lighter and softer? Did the children of farm-based white Southerners get used to unsweetened cornbread that tasted more emphatically like corn? Whatever caused it, the line is drawn. So, okay, the article goes on and on. It's so interesting. It's so good. Right off the bat, I'm with Luan's. <laughs> Hundred percent. It's funny I, I because just we prefer sweet. I have a sweet tooth, which probably lends to why I would want a sweeter cornbread. But I love that it said says that the divide is there. But I also love that we are sitting here today in Tennessee as two white Southerners that but love like, sweet cornbread. We like it a little sweet. We <laughs> you do. don't Both have to stay do. in your lane. <laughs> now, I really liked the corn. I like the cornbread that doesn't have yeah. uh, any sugar in it. Yeah. But I just, the re- I looked at, um, I have several <laughs> recipes. I see, you know, I see I your cookbook sitting at, or your recipe And most book. of them had at least a little bit of Some sweet. sugar. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's going to have their preference, sure. and even stylistically or um, dietary needs, you may be trying to cut sugar, and this is a great option for you to have, you know, cornbread that you can make that doesn't have sugar. But if all of that is aside, I just love sweet cornbread, so I'll be checking out Luan's next time I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's right, and it's even funny, isn't it, that there's all kinds of varieties we could get into too, with things you can do with cornbread. Yeah, you know, you see different people do different things. But yeah. Anyway, I would say one of the main things people say is sugar or no sugar. Yeah. So I put this question of great, who's got a great corn recipe? I put it out to our Facebook group. Okay. And that's just a, an aside. Plug for our Facebook group. That's right. If you interact with other Steel Magnolias. Yeah. If you <laughs> want to have additional discussions around our podcast topics with other listeners and with us, our podcast group is a great place to do that. Just search in Facebook for the Steel Magnolias podcast group. And you'll have to request to join, but we'll we'll accept you in and um, get you in on our discussion. Give you room but at the table. Marianne. Um, and I will go ahead and say also, this is a different Marianne from last week's Aggie Marianne. <laughs> I've had two Marianne's in a row now that I've quoted. This is our Marianne that um, is an antiquer that has the sleeping porch antiques here in Tennessee. She she was kind of pinged up by others. Which tells you something, doesn't it? Yeah, like where's your, where's your recipe, Marianne? She uses a pinch of sugar. Okay. So I'm mentioning her not just because she was... In our Facebook group, but I feel like she is she trying to be the middle of the road between these two. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> she's our um, a pacemaker. Of, a pinch of sugar is not much, but she um, her recipe calls for 
two cups of whole buttermilk. That's a lot. That's going to be good. Two sticks of salted real butter. And I think it's really funny on her recipe, like she's got commentary. You, I love recipes like that. So, you know, like when it calls for the cornmeal, you know, she's Martha White or White Lily make a version of this. Either will work just fine. Okay. You know, like it already says that in the recipe. Um, of course, eggs, flour, salt, and then, as I said, a pinch of sugar. So she would say, for best results, use a seasoned cast iron skillet, at least a 10 inch is what she yeah, yeah. said. Um, and, you know. She's actually even got it set up that if she wants to, after she's made this, she can use this same recipe for fried cornbread. Okay. Which would, you know, so she she fries the batter in an electric skillet using bacon grease. Okay. But yeah, so that would lend itself well to more of like a hoe cake, right? Right, right. So one question I have is what's the difference in a hoe cake and a Johnny cake? Because I see them as the same. And so if a listener knows the difference, tell me what the difference is. Yeah. I, could, I don't know what the difference is. Because they both two. look like a pancake. Yeah. And people are sometimes confused if you haven't had a hoe cake before. Why yeah. is my meal coming out with a pancake on my plate? And some of them look almost... Thin, if they're real thin, it almost looks like a corn tortilla to me. True. You know, like, yes. and, and it is even used similarly. I think uh, Martin's Barbecue here locally, they're, um, they serve, is it their redneck burrito, they call it? But it's on like a hoe cake, I think. Oh. So okay. it is almost like, which makes sense. It's almost like a corn. And it, yeah, like a corn tortilla. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. And I saw a quote I thought was really cute. A hoe cake should be sturdy enough to work as a shovel for whatever is on the plate, but delicate enough to be appealing on its own. That's so good. good? That is so good. (laughs) Well, I've seen two schools of thoughts as to why it's even called a hoe cake. Yes. So I think, I would think that part of that is rumor, right? Would you really cook on a hoe? So some people would say... That it's from slaves that would actually cook this on a garden hoe. Oh. How do you do that? I mean, I, it would have to be a blazing hot southern summer day, which it could be. So I'm, I'm actually going to go with the other um, background or history that I've heard, which was that hoe, H-O-E, was an ordinary term for griddle. Now that makes more sense. And that would have been dating back to like the 1600s in parts of England. Okay. Which... You know, their settlers came here, so okay. I think it's that. I think it's, I think that it's too. more like a griddle. Yeah, because so. it's what I mean, that's made what, on a griddle or a nail stovetop. Right. But okay, that makes more sense. So I me. wanted to put to bed what I think is people stumbling around the hoe cake verbiage. I really do think it's okay to say because I think it's just from a griddle. Yeah. Anyway, um, do you like hoe cakes or would you prefer more of? A traditional so cornbread. if I'm thinking what I typically think of cornbread, yeah. like going with my collards and my macaroni, you know, yeah. I think of like more of a cakey yeah. shape. But if you're talking about something like a barbecue, um, like to just to hold to barbecue, sop it up, kind of. Yes. Yeah. I think that that's good. cake works great. I do too. For that. Yeah. If it's if it's used kind of as a base. Yeah. Or a bowl or like we've even yeah. said already, like a tortilla almost would be <laughs> a used. A shovel. <laughs> that was so perfect. Um, 
Yeah. And then what do you think about some of the variations? Of just cornbread in general, Mexican so, like cornbread a, or something? That would have like jalapeno and cheddar. Love it. Are you kidding me? I or love spice. Sweetness. And that goes so good with like a chili. Oh my gosh. Right? Come on. Um, or like we've talked about sweetened cornbread. What if it goes even sweeter with like um, sweet potato, honey kind of a Oh, I've never had anything taste. like that. I, I don't saw know that. I think a honey cornbread is good. I don't know that I need to go as far as sweet, sweet potato, honey. Mm-mm. That seems... That's desserty. That's too almost. much for me. But now I do know, um, you know, they didn't have a lot of sweet things necessarily in poorer man's diet. Yeah. And they would make those cakes and then put like molasses on it was a common okay. way to eat that to kind of sweeten it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, putting sorghum. Yeah. Or molasses or something on top. Yeah. That doesn't sound that great to me. Yeah. But. Well, and or if you wanted to go the other way and go kind of more salty, you could go with what we've talked about before in using chow chow. We we talked about on our canning episode, we said cornbread, beans, and chow chow would be a typical southern meal. I just so, bought some chow chow on Labor Day. You did? <laughs> I did. I haven't opened it yet. But. So that would be salty, right? Yeah. Kind of from the yeah. vinegarous yeah. flavors yeah. of the chow chow. Um, but yeah, there's so many variations of yeah. cornbread out there. People trying to just make their own original recipes. and Yeah, so many things you can do. Um, some recipes have sour cream in it, which mm-hmm. makes it, you know, more cakey. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've this, got one that's a jalapeno bacon, ooh, cheddar cornbread. Hey. So that's like you don't need a lot. So that has to, actual bacon bits in it, in it. So not just using bacon grease to cook it, but mm-hmm. chunks, bring that on. Yum. And then have you ever heard of crackling bread? No. So that's cornbread that usually has um, crackling in it, which is like pork rinds, pigskin. Oh. In it. So maybe like a cup of cracklins in the cornbread so that would give it kind of that texture wow crunch and flavor i mean never cooked with pork rinds ever i actually haven't either i don't know if i've ever even tasted one that's very gas station stop to me (laughs) (laughs) we've mentioned this before but i think it's funny that um a lot of the fine dining restaurants are getting into some of the things you think of as poor man's food yes I've seen things instead of being served on a cracker, okay, it's served on a pork rind, Stopped. so that it's got kind of that bacony flavor and crunch to it. But yeah, wow. You, I typically think of it as more gas station. Yes, yeah. yeah. Never been a big fan, but I wouldn't mind trying. You know, just a little yeah. taste yeah. of something served on a pork right. rind yeah. or something like that. But anyway, I've never made crackling bread. I don't like that flavor that much. No, <laughs> no I'm good with just your basic cornbread recipe. Um, okay, Cold Stone Creamery was in the news recently because okay. they just announced their arrival of their like new fall flavors. Okay. I just wanted to mention this because one of their flavors is called Cornbread is My Jam. Uh-uh. Yeah. So it supposedly tastes... So Cold Stone Creamery, that's ice cream for anyone that hasn't been familiar with that brand. So it tastes like freshly baked cornbread. Uh, This is from the website. I have not tasted it. 
tastes like freshly baked cornbread with a sweet smear of blackberry jam. <gasps> Yeah, features honey cornbread and blackberry jam ice cream, which is it's it's actual cornbread in the in the, in the ice cream. Okay. Yeah, and um, it's got honey, blueberries. Wow! So this is a walk in, get a scoop place. This is not something yes. that you can buy in the grocery Thank store, you. right? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know think they do. I don't think packaged. they have packaged okay. goods. No, this, this is walk in a location, get a scoop. Yeah, that yeah. would be a fun thing to try. Cornbread is my jam. So cute. The writer said, I'm, "What a time to be alive." It's <laughs> <laughs> like uh, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't think I would want a gallon of that. Like that doesn't sound like something I would want a gallon of. Yeah, but I would get one scoop just to try that. Yeah, see what the flavor combo tastes like. Yeah, so that's new for fall. It, it's out now because okay. we're in September, so it's it's available now at your local Coldstone Creamery. How fun! Well, I've got. Um, that article included two different recipes. Ooh, one okay. sweetened, one not sweetened. Okay. If anybody wants to read more about this, um, I thought it was a fascinating article. And yeah. Clearly, the state of North Carolina Press did as well. Gave <laughs> so. them an award. I'm, I'm looking forward to reading the whole thing. I had not before today. So I'll take that and put that in our show notes and read it myself, too. Well, um, anything else you'd say about no, the, I mean, I just think starch it's, such of all a, starches. it's such a southern staple. It is. And so it's a fun thing to to make. And maybe if you if you don't even know where to start, find a, a southern lady or um, good cook to show you. That's right. And you can get time with that person. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure she'd love to show you around her kitchen and get her cast iron skillet out with That's you. That's right. Okay, so we in the past have done some Southern expressions. Yes. Like kind of we haven't hit that lately, have hit, we? we? We've been the dictionary to um, explain the these code. expressions. Yeah. So one that I thought might go with today's theme is um, the expression, well, butter my butt and call me a biscuit. Oh, my goodness. Have you heard that one? <laughs> is that mentioned in the movie Still Magnolias? I can't remember. I feel like maybe it is. There's so much. There's so many maybe. It's very possible. Or maybe not. Um, so that would just mean like you're just surprised to hear something or you're, you're hearing something that's like astonishing yeah. or shocking. Like, well, butter my butt and call me a biscuit. Like that's you didn't so know cute. that. <laughs> that is so um, cute. Or kind of in modern terms, like no way. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So that that's would be so one that I would, I haven't used that. I don't use a lot of these Southern expressions, but I think it's so fun when people do. They are so fun. I've got still a long list, list we can pull from gonna for a while. Get us through next year. You want me to do one or are we good? You do one. You want me to do one? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, one that I really love that you hear every once in a while in the South is somebody will say, now, who are your people? Oh, my gosh, yes. I When you just said that, I can picture probably someone of our elder generation uh-huh. saying it. Like, I, I can't right. imagine... No. Even someone of our mom's age saying, saying it that. that way. It's yeah. Probably it's a little a little older even. So to correct the code if somebody doesn't know what that means, it's really who's your family? Who are your parents, your grandparents? But they'll just say, Now who are your people? Yeah. Yeah. Not like who are your friends, who you're running around with. Like who are your people is like what's literally your, your bloodline. Basically what's your family tree. I think. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. No. 
nowadays, I think people think of who are your people as who's your friend group, who's I do your too. tribe, yeah, if you yeah. will. Yeah. Um, also important question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good to know as well. It is good to know. But the, the saying, if you're hearing that in the South, typically means... Who, who's your family member? Yeah. Who are your family members? And they're trying not to necessarily be um, nosy or snooty about it. They're probably really trying to draw a conclusion of, do I know your family? That's like, right. I might not know you or your father, but if I know your people, then I might know. Now I have a connect. Your to relatives you. that That's I was right. in school with. That's right. Or so-and-so. I need a connect. Pharmacy. That's yeah. what it means. Yeah. Yeah. For most people. Yeah. Now, I can see somebody meaning it in a snooty way of like, now, who are your people? That's true. It can be said like that. But I don't think that's typically the feeling behind it. Yeah. I think typically it's like, oh, I want to make a connect. I know everybody around here. Now, who are your people? Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's in the same way that bless your heart gets thrown under the bus so much now. It's not meant to be condescending. It's meant as... I empathize with you. Bless your heart. That like, I mean, our mom says it a lot. Yeah. And I say it some, too. Yeah. Um, but I think with that saying in particular, and this might sound bad, but who's saying it? Is yeah. it somebody that's super gossipy? Right. That likes to be little people? Or judgy. Right. Yeah. If that's yeah. the case, they yeah. might mean it in a... Yeah. In a derogatory way. Yes. But to say it's always a derogatory saying is not fair. Right. Because our mom is so not judgmental. Right. And she says it a lot. And it literally means, oh, my heart hurts. It does. For, yeah. For yeah. that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I'm, well, yeah. I'm speaking a blessing over your heart. Yeah. 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 So. Well. Okay. Well, those are some good ones. Those are some good ones. We'll continue to dabble in those as we have time on each show that might permit a little (laughs) more time to put into it. But um, that is going to do it for our cornbread episode. Um, Now, are you going to put Marianne's recipe up as well in our show notes? Um, I I can link it to our socials. Okay. Because it's like a image that she sent me. Love it. Yeah. I even love recipes like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. If you are new to the podcast and have not yet given us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts, we would greatly appreciate that. That's very helpful. That helps people find the show and it helps us get in the right category for um, all of the ways that the menus are set up on Apple Podcasts. So um, we would love, love, love it if you would do that. And if you are enjoying the show, please share it with your friends. The best thing that a friend wants to hear is what you're into. And so um, I do think it would mean a lot more coming from somebody that has actually listened to the show. So do that. And we cannot wait for more fall episodes that we have up our sleeve. It's going to be a good fall. All kinds of good thoughts. So we will see you guys here next time. Have a good good week.